Hey everybody, it's Jeremy. I'm here to tell you about the special event that's happening on August 31st of 2019. All of the Duckfeed people are getting together. All of them. Every single one. That's not true. Uh, but we're getting quite a few Duckfeed hosts and podcasts all in the same place to do a live show that we are talking t- calling Duckfest. It will be August 31st, 2019 at the Clinton Street Theater in Portland, Oregon. Uh, tickets will be on sale soon by the time you're hearing this, so go to duckfeed.tv and check all of that stuff out. Uh, I will be there. Me and Gary will be doing a special Days of Future cast, um, and I will also probably be popping over on some of the other various podcasts that we're doing, like Bodfireside Chat, Everything to Guppy, and some local Portland podcasts as well. So, again, August 31st, 2019, Portland, Oregon, Clinton Street Theater, patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Best sausages ready. Best sausages ready. Best sausages ready. Best Look out! Best sausages ready. 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 I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I are covering a whole lot of X-Men animated shows. We're currently on X-Men Evolution. Gary, how are you today, sir? I'm good. I'm happy to be in teen time. Teenage time. We're in teen time. You could not pay me time. enough money to go back to my teenage years. Like, there's no... I mean, I guess maybe, like, if you once you get into the millions of dollars, I'd be like, okay, okay if I have the same knowledge, but, like, I don't want to relive high school. Like, I don't want to go through all that bullshit again. You, you don't want to time quake it. You don't want to, like, go through and not be able to make any, you know, changes. But if you just, if you just like, you know, days of future past did yourself, you know, like Wolverine back into the past and you're a teenager. I think that would actually be pretty slick because like in some ways it would be shitty. Like I have like a oh, high school, but I'd also be like, Oh wait, I don't actually have to do this. You know, My, I'll, uh, just, I'll just not go. I have a problem um, with all of these hypotheticals, which is that, uh, I, I'm what seems like the, in the minority of having a really good relationship and a wife that I love. So like any stuff sure. that I change in my life would just be negatively impacting my current life. And I'm like, eh, I'll just leave it alone. I'm good. Like it was, there were some shitty years in there. Sure. But it led me to this and I'm happy. So, yeah, I, I, I think it was like the, uh, yeah, I can, I can see, I mean, like I'm happy with my life now too, but I just don't know how much the miserable part contributed to that. You know, I'm also extremely horny for more life. Like, you know, <laughs> me in the dark drift. Like I just, I, I don't want to die. So like anything that, that makes me, uh, you know, die less soon is good to me. Even though I say that, but then of course, because, uh, everyone <laughs> operates on a fucking wishmaster principle. Like when I went back to high school, I'd be like, Oh great. Like I, I'm going to try to live life as its fullest. And then immediately dead man's curve. Yep. You know, just immediately, well, where's my Gary B? <laughs> like, just I'd be last kissed. Good old, uh, good old cock coming to grind you in the wheel just what, just because you try to make an opportunity for yourself, right? Yeah, 100%. That's the thing with, I, I mean, I've talked about this on a couple of shows now, but that whole, like, going back in time to kill Hitler. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, like, you shouldn't do it because we don't know what will happen. I'm like, well, yeah, the Holocaust might not happen, though. Like, why, why not risk it? Like, 
fuck, man. Like, yes, it might suck, but also Holocaust, you fucking idiots. Like, it's a really big deal. Um, you know, six it's million, probably worth six the risk. million like, lives. Like, maybe we could consider six million people. Yeah. Like, the genocide, you know, like uh, just the, this whole, uh, like, oh, we don't, but we don't know what would happen. Yeah, I know. But like, you don't think that's a good gamble? Like, you don't think the Holocaust is a good gamble? Yeah, I'd fucking smother Hitler in the crib. Fuck it. Uh, guy's a real jerk. Hey. This is not a Binding of Isaac podcast. We cannot talk about killing babies for 45 minutes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and biting each other's yeah. toenails, babies which killing, is what I'm pretty please. sure I heard in that, on that podcast at one point. We do not bite each other. I think I think that Will bites his own toenails, dis- and I am disgusted. Please disgusting. get that relationship correct. That is so I, disgusting. Because that, that's several steps from me biting his fucking toenails, which how dare you? And also... <laughs> Like, so please get it right as far as the disgusting habits. All I do is pick my nose and fart with impunity. Those are the disgusting things I do at home. I um, so. hearing Will say that out loud with his mouth on a podcast, I like stared at my radio <laughs> in disgust. It was like, did I get like a special private feed and this is not going out to the public? Yeah. Because there's no way, there's no way he said this out loud with his mouth on, yeah. on, a, on a podcast that goes out to yeah. dozens, if not hundreds Man. of people. <laughs> have you, have you listened to the, 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 session that brayton subbed in for me Mm -hmm. at some point there's like a section there where they're talking about eating boogers yep and i had to like actually stop listening because yeah because i was gonna be sick yep like i think at one point will literally says salty treat and i wanted to fucking die nope i want to get off this podcast (laughs) right now (laughs) like will you're one of my best friends it's fucking disgusting you're you're a super duper gross dude man i'm sorry i don't know you at all like he's not in real life you're gonna meet him and you're gonna think he's like the hunchback under like this like you know toe chewing goblin but he's not he's very put together doesn't seem like somebody to eat his own boogers um speaking of that we should probably talk about that somebody who'd eat their own boogers on that podcast yeah xavier everybody Uh, (laughs) no yes yeah ah yes Mm, delicious a salty treat um how are you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing very well. Uh, I'm excited to be able to get to meet Will Hughes, your co-host on Everything to yeah. Happy, uh, because you guys are planning... Let's talk about it. ...Duck Fest. Uh, yeah. For a long time, I think you guys were trying to get together the idea of a convention or some sort of group activity to get listeners and you guys in the same place at the same time, and uh, it's finally mm-hmm. coming to a fruition of a full day of podcasting. A full day. We went for fest rather than con. Con was the original plan, but the uh, spaces that we could rent were too expensive. Um, and uh, so instead, we went to the theater. We're, we're going to the, the stage, the feed on stage. So we got a, a theater, a movie theater we're renting out um, that also does like stage productions. It's where like uh, like play festivals and where Rocky Horror is every week. It's like this old Portland art theater. Um, but great. It's, you know, big and beautiful. And uh, we're going to do a full day of podcast programming of like duck feed stuff. And then also a couple of local podcasts that I am a fan of uh, that is going to be awesome because it's going to expose more people to them. And then also uh, the fringe benefit of me and Cole not talking for eight hours. <laughs> so there's that. Yep. Uh, so uh, and then uh, and you're coming out. I am. I'll be there. We're going to do so a day of the show. We're going to do something. We're going to do something. We haven't quite nailed down to what yet um yep uh, but it's also we, we need to mention it's on august 31st so save save Indeed. that date uh watch yep. duck feed social media facebook's and podcasts and twitters and whatnot to be able to find out ticket information um mm-hmm. it's going to be just that day and i think there's 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 condiments and, and, and a meetup that night and a meetup that night yes. yeah, at, at a barcade so it's gonna be so. like a full day thing it's like it starts early like relatively early in the day you know uh so four 
we're gonna we're gonna get up, work out, and then go. Uh, Excellent, good deal. It's, 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 yeah, it's, 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 it's like a full day, and then we're gonna do a meetup at a barcade that is like after a whole day of it's like a walk, like a long walk though. Like so, after a full day of sitting. You know, people can, of course, take lifts and stuff, but I'm probably planning to walk. Go to this very excellent barcade uh, nearby and uh, have some drinks and they have food and stuff and they have arcade games and just hang out and do kind of a big meetup. Yeah. Uh, afterwards. Get so shit faced with my bros. <laughs> Get shit faced after like a whole day of being like dehydrated and stressed. <laughs> I'm looking forward to throwing a whole bunch of whiskey into that. Um, and then I have nothing on Sunday. Pretty great. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sleep. Um, it's going to be really fun, though, and we've wanted to do it for a very long time, and I'm really excited because it seems like it's happening. Um, hopefully, you know, this is a direct result of people who, uh, you know, if you listen, if you're a patron, this is why this is happening. Like, the Patreon was doing so well. We're not doing this to make money. Like, we we will lose uh, money on this between theater rental and flying people out and uh, hotel and stuff, and that's great. Like, we're not doing it for that. We just want to have, like, kind of a party. We're doing it as a celebration. So if we continue to do well and everything, like, we will continue to do these. And they won't be locked to Portland. A couple of people have been like, oh, like, why Portland? And it's like, well, because uh, four people who are on duck feed shows live here. Um, so that's four less flights and four fewer hotel rooms that we have to rent, which is what makes it feasible. Wait, you that's like, and Will and, oh, Brighton and Will, Nick. Brighton, Brighton and Nick. Nick. Yeah, duh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So then it ends up uh, with if all four of us came out, and all four of us wouldn't have to come out. But if all four of us came out, that's an extra, like, you know, like three or four grand like with hotels and stuff like three, yeah. three grand, you know, it's, it's expensive. So airfare in this country is no joke. Um, and, uh, <laughs> don't I yeah. know? Because I sat down at a bar with like, and it took me about three beers to figure out the perfect flight to get to and from Portland, from the mm-hmm. various airports that are like within driving distance of me and like be, you know, just relatively considerate with my time and energy and effort and the budget. Yeah. So, yeah. Like it was a fucking the, the balance mess. <laughs> it is. A, it is absolutely a mess. Yeah. But it's going to be, you know, it's real cool to get everybody in one place. Um, and uh, I think it'll be really, really fun. We're planning on doing a little bit of some some cross-pollination stuff. So we didn't I didn't talk about this. But whatever me and Cole decide to do for Bonfire Side Chat, we'd like you to, to join us for that. Oh, wouldn't this be a bad uh, time for me to turn that down? <laughs> yeah, you're going to be like, no. No, I, I was contracted to do 45 minutes a day as a feature cast. And the rest of the time, I'm going to go uh, check out Portland without you boners. <laughs> so maybe, uh, go I'm going to get out of the smelly theater and go walk into some nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to do some kind of cross pollination. Awesome. I think we're going to see if uh, uh, Will wants to do abject suffering with us again and stuff like that. So we're going to kind of try to do some some mix ups and uh, it should be very fun. Um, yeah. And just keep watching. Uh, watch that. Uh, that space. It won't be too long before we have tickets available because I know we keep telling people to save the date. If you're planning on traveling, it is safe. The theater is confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, however, we since we don't have tickets up, some people might feel nervous about that. We will have tickets soon. Yeah. So I am assuring you, the 31st, bearing like somebody dying, right? Like, and not me. Outside of our control. Like if I die, yeah. If Jeremy that, dies, the show goes that, on. That would still happen. But like if, the, the, duck, <laughs> the, the first annual Jeremy Greer Memorial <laughs> Duck Fest. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be eight hours of you guys just listening to an MP3 player of me talking on podcast, but with with, with the Zero. other person removed, just me, just my voice. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. And we're just gonna cut Chris out of Monster of the Week and just have yeah. you like laughing and saying "hunk" every couple minutes. And then, <laughs> there you go. That's what that show is. And then <laughs> that's, the uh, that's it. you nailed it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. So yeah, I actually like man. I was just thinking about that. Like, if anybody did die, that would be 
make this really tough. That would be such a huge bummer. <laughs> Cause it, yeah, because I want the you know the energy to be really fun and everything. But if we had to have like the 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 clip show with like pictures of Nick with candle in the wind or something like that, like to really kill the momentum, you know. Uh, if it's uh, if it's me, just say, want to. just say you know, don't use candle in the wind. I would much prefer November rain. So, just to get yeah, that I out think there. November, you are you got big November rain energy. <laughs> don't to honor your people. Don't we have to do the Saints go marching in? No, like no, I'm okay. Uh, I'm not that. But I'm no? not that okay. big of a football fan, so no worries. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about. Uh. So everyone, come to that. Yes. Um. Let us talk about X Men Evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about two episodes today. Uh, episodes five and six. First one is Mutant Crush, uh, directed by Frank Power and written by Catherine Lawrence. A large mutant boy, Fred <laughs> Blob Dukes, uh, enrolls in Bayville High. <laughs> large mutant boy, Fred Blob Dukes. All that together is very good. Large mutant boy, Fred Blob Dukes, um, en- en- enrolls in Bayville High. Uh, it is soon apparent that Fred has many issues to deal with, including his powers and his feelings about Gene. Um, that is true. Yes. Uh, this this episode takes a fucking turn, though. Um, I was not expecting this to turn into like mutant misery, but <laughs> yeah, know, this blob, blob gets super serious like super fast on Gene, like to the point where you're like, oh, this is why you're a super villain because you don't have any boundaries or control. It, no, yeah this this is one of these things too where I think that uh, something that is going to be an issue this season. I was thinking about with these two episodes is the idea that, you know, by putting the kids in the same school and having the brotherhood, uh, you know, the Hellions kids together, like, I think we're supposed to think that these kids are being corrupted, you know, by by Mystique and Magneto. But there's a lot of them like, yeah, people are jerks to them, but they're huge assholes. Yeah. And they're playing this nice guy card with Gene again in the space of like two episodes. Like we just had Avalanche. I was about to, I was about to bring up Avalanche because like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to steal the test scores. Ha ha. No, wait, I'm going to destroy this entire school and everybody inside of it because this chick turned me down. Like, excuse me. Well, yeah. And and (laughs) fucking nice guying Gene and blob nice guys are too. Like there's lots of nice guying going on. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. I think it just kind of fucks up the sympathy that I think we're supposed to have for some of these characters because they, they seem just really shitty. Like, this this blob story is like, what if so, people were jerks to a jerk? Yeah. You know, because he's a huge asshole. Like, he's not, you know, very sympathetic in this. And he's a huge, um, sensitive asshole. He's a large, sensitive, mutant boy asshole. It's so, yeah. It's, it's, so put that in your in your porn tags. For, yeah. for this. I'm looking for sensitive boy asshole, please. The um, <laughs> Oh, you left yeah, out mutant. Sorry. You're going to have <laughs> one million search results. Uh-oh. No. Um, it's an ocean of starfish. The um, so the uh, uh, this is yeah. So we'll we'll get into it, but it, it is a, a weird kind of thing totally. But I I do I generally like these two episodes, uh, just fine. It's just kind of like they go in weird places. So, um, so we start off. We are doing at a monster truck rally. Woohoo! We're like, where is Bayville? Where is Bayville? <laughs> is it in Florida? I assume California, but like, yeah, this is big Ford. I'm pretty here. sure like, it is in New York. Like, I think they like oh. because it's near the Xavier's campus, right? Like, it's near. Yeah. So it's got to be near Westchester somewhere. But yeah, pretty amazing New York vibes from this uh, monster truck scene. Yeah, which is yeah, filled with with uh, people that moved from Florida to New York because it's all just a bunch of Florida yeah. expats. Yep, exactly. Yep. Uh, and they're they're doing an expo- exposition of the world's strongest teen. So, Weird, you can imagine that. Weirdly specific 
like world's mm-hmm. strongest category, right? I came for teams. <laughs> like imagine graduating from eighteen to nineteen and going yeah. from first to worst. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Oh. As soon as you turn twenty, you're yeah. just like you know, your little little gem in your palm starts glowing, and it's like, well, now I'm the world's weakest twenty year old, <laughs> strongest teen division. Um, and this is Blob. Yes. Uh, mm. And yeah, and Blob they change his powers a bit in this. Uh, he is like an all-purpose super strength guy in this mm-hmm. show. Um, as but, opposed to just being big. Mystique is also there. Um, and Mystique mm-hmm. watches as they kind of rig him up between these two monster trucks. Almost like they were going to uh, draw and quarter him. Um, but yeah. They rig, rig yeah. him up, in, which would be like the the thing yeah. that could, the, the bad side of what could happen here would be just horrifying. And the good side isn't much better because like these trucks take off in either direction he, he has they have chains attached to his arms he pulls them back and slams them together and then like like somehow that process lifts him up in the air and he lands on top of the trucks and then falls off on his ass and everybody laughs at him which is hilarious <laughs> like i would laugh at Bob. it's a well it's it's funny because it's like him lifting two monster trucks up in the air seems pretty impressive and also like again we, we talked about we don't know how mutants are in this world like, nobody cares that he's clearly a mutant, I guess, which is fine. But, like, he falls down, and it is funny that he falls down and everyone laughs at him and stuff. But it's, like, not a quarter of a second ago, he lifted up two fucking monster trucks, guys. Yeah. Like, it just kind of surprised that, like, uh, surprising that, like, no one's just like, holy shit, like, I can't lift up one monster truck. <laughs> this team is strong. But, I oh, got... he fall, the fat guy fall down, go boom, you know? I like, got behind a uh, truck carrying, like, an 18-wheeler carrying monster truck tires. They had, like, probably 12 on them. And I'm assuming that, like, a rally was somewhere around. So this is how they transport the tires. Because they don't just drive that shit down the interstate, right? Um, and I just, mm, I don't yeah. even think I could, like, budge one of these tires. Like, it was bigger than my fucking car. It is ridiculous. So, yeah. 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 So strong boy. Uh, um, Gene and Wolverine. Everyone laughs at him and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gene oh, yeah. and Wolverine are also in the audience. Um, Blob, I'm not going to call him Fred during this, by the way. He's just going to be Blob to me. So, uh, But Blob <laughs> goes Blob into his, his dressing room to trash it because he's so mad he's gotten laughed at. He's laughed at. And then Mystique shows up and says like, oh, hey, well, if you don't want to be laughed at, Let's take you to a teenage high school full of beautiful mutant people with great powers. <laughs> you know where you don't get laughed at for being different? High school. High school. <laughs> yeah, the, do you know where fat people are accepted? High school. The, um, so, good job, Mystique. Um, I love this too, uh, this uh, Wolverine and Jean. So they're clearly there to recruit, mm-hmm. you know? And I guess I didn't really put this together. Maybe they are in Florida and he's going to go to high school in New York. Oh, I guess you know, that, I guess that local. does make sense. Yeah, but uh, but also Jean but, is in high school, and you send her out with Wolverine. Are you crazy? Yeah, I would not think Wolverine and Jean are the two people to go uh, to go scout the monster truck circuit for mutants. But the um, I love that the Jean and and Wolverines like all of this stuff. The fulcrum on which this episode rests is they were just a little bit slower getting to him. Yep. Like great, great job, X Men. You know, like Mystique just got there first, and she just sh- he just shuts the door on them. And they're like, well, fuck, I guess. We don't get to talk to him at all. Let's go home. Uh, and they do. Like, that, that, that's what that's happens. It. They just recruited him. All damn. Can you imagine going back to Xavier yeah, we, being like, we fucked up. We, yeah, and Wolverine like, wanted oh, a fucking uh, hot dog, so we had to stop it at the concession yeah. stand. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. Did Magnus delay you? No. No. No, no. We just, we just got to the room a little bit late, actually, and he closed the door on us. And we're like, I don't know. Our flight's in six hours. Let's go to the airport and kill time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just... It's very weird. Uh, 
So we get the intro at this point. Yes. And uh, we're back at the school where Mystique is slowly indoctrinating Blob, gives him his class schedule. Yes. And he's very confused about like just how to read in general. He leaves <laughs> yep. um, immediately like grabs this handsome football player by the, the collar of his neck and just like pulls him yeah, out. It's like, like a kitten. Tell me where to go. And the guy's like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and so Bob <laughs> Blob just picks up an entire fucking like a locker. It's, it's about to like smash this dude in the middle of high smash school. Smash this dude into jelly. Yeah. The, the whole thing is very weird because if I got picked up bodily like that and someone's like, where should I go? I don't think I'd be like the circus. <laughs> you know like yes you're you're a cruel high school jock but also like have some fear yeah uh, no one is acknowledging blob's super strength in this and he's making no attempt to hide it and i think it's all very weird um so yeah, he's about to smash him with a locker but gene comes up and uh gets everyone to calm down she's very nice to him mm-hmm. uh and he's like you know he's like what do your friends call you he's like i don't have any friends and she's like well, okay well i'll be your friend like i'll help you with the schedule um and this is like so like i like this as an idea yeah. Right before he gets totally creepy like uh it's like oh like you know this person who's been only been shown cruelty like maybe that is why they are a cruel monster he's gonna be nice to this guy you know but it turns out that goes you know goes wrong of course it does we'll get it is the x-men um yeah we go over to the uh, the cafeteria where kitty and gene uh are talking about fred um and kitty's just like oh is that the dude that you guys went to recruit and she's like yeah and then we have this like comedy scene uh, of <laughs> blob like knocking people out of the line and like basically threatening the lunch lady to fill his not plate but tray up like everyone else has plates on the tray and he's like no just put it directly on the tray i'm a garbage person i don't know why this is funny i don't know why this is in its children's cartoon <laughs> like what this are you doing amazing <laughs> like like the the whole like no no no, no. hold the plate <laughs> yeah, I, I don't need a plate. a plate just give me a yeah. tray are you crazy just just yeah. fill this tray up and uh, apparently today at lunch this high school is serving one of everything <laughs> because at first it just starts off with like colored slop but there's hamburgers and hot dogs and pizzas and donuts on there it's just like what you know get one of every menu item uh there um i was thinking about that with i had a recent irritation when i was trying to get a channel added to uh cable mm-hmm for me and i don't have the right setup so they have to sell me this huge package of course yeah and i was thinking about it it's like if you went into a restaurant and you had to order one of everything on the menu to get what you wanted it's like you have to go in and give me one of everything because i want a big mac but i have to have every single sandwich on the menu that's what cable is like mm-hmm. you know yeah anywho it's very bad. Uh, he gets one of everything yes yeah, it's very frustrating there's also this subplot that's happening uh with uh cyclops and rogue yeah, they are um, they are assigned to play uh, to read monologues from Henry VIII together, and they're going to have to be yeah. a little romantic read towards dialogues. each other. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're, they're, they have a scene together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and if you remember from the last episode, like Rogue is scared of the X Men. <laughs> She thinks yeah. that they they tried to kill her because at know? the end of that episode, all of the X Men tried to kill and help her. <laughs> like that's what happened in yeah, there. Exactly. Episode. And now she's Mystique just at, at a new school. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, like, like you know, it fucked with her there. So uh, you know, they're gonna pair up. That's kind of the subplot. We're in the cafeteria. Um, you know, uh, uh, the filler up thing happens um kurt kind of shows up and he's you know laughing at rogue and cyclops for being romantic 
But um, unfortunately, Blob knocks a bunch of food on the football players and then falls over. And, <laughs> this is a good note. And then rolls around in the filth, which is what happens. It is. This is a good sentence. Like, and then rolls around in the filth. Poor Blob. <laughs> Um, and of course, uh, his reaction to this, because everybody is laughing at him, is to grab the nearest weapons and and to use them. So he's just chucking food at everybody in there. And of course, it turns into good old fashioned food fight. Um, Kitty gets splattered, which no one has ever seen in real life and has never actually happened in real life. It is just a thing from cartoons and shit. I know. Uh, Have you ever been in a food fight? I've never been in a food fight. Um, I want to say this is one of my coworkers was telling me this. They. I don't know if it was a baseball thing or a church thing, but they, they did like an organized food fight for the kids where like mm-hmm. people brought in like, like mashed potatoes with cauliflower in it, like, like bad food because they knew they were just going to throw it away. And I'm like, this is the most white person thing that I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, this is fucking ridiculous it's repulsive. that you guys yeah. like <laughs> organized a food fight and brought bad food to it. Like, just make good food and eat it and have a good time. What are you doing? Um, but yeah, other than food that, I've, I've, I've never heard of anybody having a food fight in real life. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Woof. Big woof. Um, so they're having a food fight. Yes. I think, I think it's Nightcrawler who calls it off too. Cause he's a fun loving guy in this, this series. Of course. Yeah. Um, so food gets chucked around. Mm-hmm. Um, Kitty gets splattered and she's like, I'm skipping dessert. It just goes and sinks through the floor. So poor shop teacher or whatever <laughs> gets to, gets to. <laughs> Get telefragged by Kitty <laughs> at that point. Oh no, John Romero! I didn't know you were there. Six six six. She finds the Easter egg in the school. Yeah. Uh, every to Easter- graduate, you must defeat me, John Romero. <laughs> every Easter egg in every video game is just John Romero's face from now on. Congratulations! <laughs> this is Universe Romero Dash One Six. <laughs> Um, um, Gene yeah. tries to calm Fred down and uh, he's not really listening yeah. to reason picks up a giant table and is about to smash her with it psych blasts that uh, that. but Gene tells them kind of both to back off and eventually Fred like calms down and um, Cyclops leaves and Rogue is leaving with them and basically saying like wow you guys you guys really take care of each other huh like you guys really you, you were really yeah. doing it well and like which is a kind of a, a good moment up until the point that Mystique interrupts and is like, you guys need to get away from each other right now. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Cause she doesn't yeah. want, she doesn't yeah. want these two people bonding. So and, no, which, uh, which makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Gene and, and so, Fred, or excuse me, blob continue to talk and Gene does the, the X-Men pitch, right? Like she, she says, yeah. Hey, you could, you could, you don't have to be afraid of your powers. I got training you know, you could come get training, like, look what I can do. And she, like, picks up a a chair and just destroys it. And I'm like, well, we're not going to be class fucking president now. That's a cool property, homegirl. Home <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looks like somebody just got 20 um, demerits. <laughs> yeah. Stay after school. Write everything out. House Savior um, loses yeah. 20 points. And I love uh, uh, Blob is not like, nobody is like, whoa, mutant in the show. I need to get over expecting it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just like any anybody being like, Oh, mutants, because that's not what the show is about. And I'm so used to X-Men being about that. And this is just like, you know, uh, and it happens a lot in the next episode, too. But uh, Blob is just like, cool, you can really pound it. I'm like, well, hold up. Excuse For one, me. like, let's not use that word choice. And then, like, second of all, like, the fact that she can smash chairs good is what's impressing you about telekinesis? 
Well, you know, I mean, he has uh, to he has to get up out of the chair to smash it. She could just do it with her mind. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he has to hold it. Um, so he he she's like, think about it. Uh, she leaves. He forgets his bag. She forgets her bag though. Blob picks it up and finds a picture of her in Cyclops and gets super mad. Gets a little bit like, tears jelly. Cyclops out of it. Yeah, he's getting jealous. He steps on it. So we're setting up this whole thing where it's like he's you know the first time somebody shows you friendship, like it can just give you a lot of feelings. Like I get that, right? Like, he misinterprets it. It's how he reacts to it that makes him, like, a psychopath who I cannot root for. <laughs> yeah, because up to this point, like, you can feel a little sympathy for Blob. Like, he's being pulled out of his home in Florida <laughs> to put in this school with a bunch of very attractive mutant people. Um, and now he's, you know, kind of on the on the low end of the totem pole because he's constantly kind of fucking up. And, and yeah. here's this one woman that's, like, just being friendly to him. But to him, that's so different than what he's normally used to. And then, of course, this next scene happens where he's literally waiting for her outside school and tries to ask her on a date. And she's like, actually, I'm I'm kind of busy. I'm sorry. Like, maybe another time and tries to walk yeah. off. And he literally starts, like, grabbing her and, like, pulling her yep. along and demanding that she go out with him and, like, drags her over to a construction site, which is like, okay, guys, what is happening yeah, at yeah. this school? Did Avalanche yeah. go here? Is, is that... <laughs> I mean, that could actually be literally it. Like they're rebuilding from Avalanche, I, you know, I not guess, to not to get yeah. all bonfire side chat with it, but like the um, regardless of which, this is gross. You yes. know, you don't you can't force someone to go out with you. Um, this is where you lose sympathy. Like even if you're a kid, and it's just like I don't know, man. Like you don't do that. Uh, so he's being very gross. He's just like, and he's really being uh, rough with her. Like he's got her like little forearm in his entire fist because he's huge, and he's just like yanking her around. Um, and, uh, so he's holding her and she's trying to throw things at him, throw like bricks and shit at him, uh, until eventually he knocks this dumpster into a scaffolding and the whole thing crashes down. Um, he protects, protects her from this, like, which is like, it's supposed to be redemptive or whatever, but it's not. And this whole time, like, I, w- I thought this too, you have that, like, Jean forgets she has powers. I think that this is just supposed to be her not good at them. Because she she yeah. takes a long okay. time to use them, and I keep thinking like, oh, why doesn't Jean just like rip this guy apart molecule by molecule? Like, why doesn't Jean like, fly away? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like just unmake this person. It's one thing. I mean, we're going to talk about it at length, at, like wait it later. But one thing in the Dark Phoenix movie I liked is when like Jean eventually gets tough and is just like literally unmaking people. Yeah, because she's the most powerful X Man. Like she's incredible, right? Um, and I like it when she cuts loose in media. Um, and this is before that, I think, I think we're going to do some kind of Phoenix arc or something like that. And then she'll eventually get powerful here. She's just kind of a weak telekinetic. Um, so she gets knocked out. She gets hit in the head with a brick mm-hmm. and she wakes up chained in blobs, fucking weird. Where, like, where is he lives by himself? Where is this? Yeah. What? Where what is a, this? What accommodations did Mystique give to Blob? I mean, like to we we have a joke on Monster of the Week where they always end up in wet pipe factories because that's just like the yeah. background that it looks in, yeah. and it's very much yeah. like that. It's like, oh, here's like random construction site. Here's here's broken brick factory for the X Men to hang out in, and it's it's very much like, oh yeah, we just it's just a place. Who cares? But he's got yeah, he's got her like tied down into a chair, and he's prepared dinner, and it's it's so gross and so bad. Like, what are you doing blob? And then she tries to call Xavier. And I really thought that 
because the way this is set up is she calls Xavier, we switch over to Xavier, and then he just ignores her phone call, like, like her mental phone call for like tw- thirty minutes. Voicemail, please. Yeah, but it's just yeah. the it's just they wanted to do a weird time thing and show off this. So we like we actually go back five minutes, and it's really strange. Uh, but I just it's very weird. I just thought he was ignoring yeah. her, like, oh yeah, Jean's in trouble, but I've got to supervise yeah. this this physical exertion yeah. real quick. Yeah. We'll talk later. Um. He's uh, and also Xavier sounds a lot like Bane to me in these episodes. Yeah, like, he's got, you mentioned you know, a little that. bit mm-hmm. of the, a little bit of the like you know like ah oh, yes, like he's got a little bit of Sean Connery in there now. Mm-hmm. That's like crept in, so he's like turned into Bane voice, and I think that's very great. Weird. Um, so uh, things are bad for Gene, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we cross over. Uh, Xavier and Wolverine are training Kitty. Um, with Nightcrawler, so they're playing football, and the idea is Nightcrawler has to catch her, and she has to run. But she forgets the phase and gets hit in the face of a branch, which, like, okay. Uh, and this is when Xavier gets the signal, and Wolverine immediately, like, goes, jumps on his uniform and gets on his hog, and they start playing the Wolverine hog theme, <laughs> uh, which is going to get a lot of play in this episode. Yeah. Like, something this, this show does a lot is, like, when somebody's on their way to something, they have to cut back and forth to let you know they're still on their way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it keeps happening. Like... They can't just show him get on the bike and then he'll show up when he shows up. Hey, I get it, man. Like when I have, uh, you know, when the, when the PS4 is coming, I'm checking that Amazon, checking the UPS tracking to see where it is. Right? Like I just, <laughs> like, I need, oh my god, I need like, to know Wolverine is coming. <laughs> the, the Domino's Pizza app, but for sending a Wolverine to you, <laughs> and it shows a little cartoon Xavier where he's like takes a little cartoon Wolverine on, puts him on a bike, and then it like scoots across the sea slowly. <laughs> oh no! It says he's in the oven. He got the Wolverine and my pepperoni mixed up. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> i need to call I, I need to call yeah. derek my pizza specialist or my pizza artist yeah. or whatever they call it on their fucking website yeah the, the uh yeah the, the the pizza specialist there's one of um one of my all-time favorite tweets uh is somebody i mean not to be the repeat tweet guy but i'm already i'm very much him and i've always been um is that uh where like somebody like did a photoshop and the tweet was just like, "Uh oh, this ain't good." And it showed the Domino's Pizza guy, and it was like, "Your pizza being prepared by John, the guy who fucks pizzas." <laughs> and it just showed like the smiling cartoon chef. <laughs> uh oh, so uh oh, this ain't good. <laughs> um, so yeah, Wolverine. John, the guy who fucks pizza. Xavier gets the signal. Wolverine jumps on his hog and and yep. cuts off. Um, uh, Rogue and Cyclops are, are practicing their lines, and uh, Rogue kind of starts to have this like emotional moment with Cyclops of like, you know, I I wish I could connect to people like you seem to be able to connect to Gene, but you know what happens when I mm-hmm. when I touch people and things like that, and I was like, oh, this is this is really sweet. Like I'm going to really enjoy this emotional process of her coming over to the X Men side, and then Nightcrawler mm-hmm. shows up and it's like, gotta go, I need him, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Poof. Yeah. We we gotta go. Gene emergency. Poof. And and she even calls him out. Like she's very annoyed by him mm-hmm. uh, during this. Like I can't remember what she says about it. Um, but she's just like, oh, that guy. Uh, and she said, uh, Wolverine uh, continues to you know it keeps showing going kind of back and forth. Like we're not doing all of these cuts, but it goes back and forth between kind of showing Gene waking up in wherever this is and Wolverine on his way. Um, oh, I forgot. The, uh, I, I forgot to I, mention this. I like when this note, yeah. the Scott and when Kurt comes to get Scott, he's like, "Beat me up, Scott." He's like, "We'll do cap." Like they do like a weird little like Star Trek. 
like role play session, and I hope they do that all of the time because how sweet and pure is it to think about like Cyclops and Kirk just vegging out to some next generation and getting real into book. I'm That's Picard right. this week. No, you're no, you're. I don't. I, no, no. I'm. I can't remember that. I'm Riker this week. You. I was Riker last week. You got to be Riker this week. Like arguing with each other who gets to be who, right? Be amazing. Professor X just constantly in the background winking. Like, perhaps I'll play Picard. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> ah, yes, you think you can play Picard. Um, so, uh, Wolverine, show, he's wearing his helmet because he has to make sure he protects his mutant skull. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because he's also forgotten um, that he has healing powers, like most mutants do on the show. So, <clears throat> And and he, uh, Xavier can't exactly find uh, her exactly, just the general area. So, so Wolverine's on his way to kind of sniff it out. Mm-hmm. Um, we come back and forth, like Blob is there and he's like, you know, he's got all these candles. He's like, do you like it? I have a surprise for you. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, whip out Blob's weird dick. Like, I don't, I don't care for any of this. Um, Wolverine <laughs> arrives on site. Xavier it's fat, says, but hey, short, just like yeah, me. <laughs> yep, and, but strong, no laugh. Um, Wolverine shows up and, and he, and Xavier's like, Hey, hold up, you know, wait for backup. And he's like, no, I'm going in. And then Xavier says, high school students. Go and fight the other high school student. Go back Wolverine up, <laughs> students. The, the the adult murder machine you work for? Go be cannon fodder for him. Yeah, the murder machine that was training you um, how to fight or how to play football earlier. You need to go back him up and go kill this high school student who's kidnapped <laughs> one of our high school students. It's a whole fucked up we'll situation. We all know what you did last summer. Uh, the uh, summarily execute Fred Dukes. Who? Blob. Um... <laughs> So Wolverine starts up and shows up and starts fighting Blob, which I actually like. Uh, he's like trying to like suffocate him and stuff. It's like you know, fun, fun little Wolverine fight. Yeah. Um, the uh, so Blob pins him, and Jean is trying to escape. Jean finally her powers kind of kick in, and she's like peeling off the rebar or whatever that Blob tied around her chair. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cyclops shows up and goes, "If you fucking hurt her," <laughs> uh, and then zaps. <laughs> I will Blob. fucking kill your motherfucking uh, goddamn I will ass. Kill you. Yeah. I will unbirth you, you piece of uh, shit. Listeners, uh, a special yeah. note um, Cyclops' role was uh, replaced, was played by Samuel L. Jackson in this episode. They had a quick yeah, call. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't want any Xavier's <laughs> on this goddamn plane. <laughs> Xavier's on a plane. <laughs> ah, yes, it's us. Uh, the <laughs> One million God, can you Xavier's. <laughs> Where every seat is filled by Xavier, except for yours. Like, I would just be like, how can I put on my, like, I would, that's when I'd want the Magneto helmet. Because can you imagine being in that that group text that they have going on in their brains? (laughs) Like all of them together, like a hundred Xavier group text in their mind. Here's the thing. I would just like, if if it's just me and a hundred Xaviers on a plane, then I'm just, you know, hopefully the plane has internet and I can start watching the foulest porn on my mind and just like burn it to my eyeballs. Just stay out of here. Yeah. Just hopefully he would like be able to stay out. Of course that would backfire and he'd be like, Oh yeah. Yeah, haven't ah, seen yes. this another, before. Oh wait, I filmed uh, this one. This one's me. This is my yeah, work. Another connoisseur. Look at there's me with a mask. I'm actually I'm actually actually Big Dick Ape. <laughs> In Big Dick Ape Two goes to ass camp. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you thought? <laughs> ah yes. And yeah, uh, there's two of me in Big Dick Ape Three. Um, the uh, uh, now I want to make those movies. Do you? I like, like the idea of big, big dick ape and goes to ass camp. I don't know. I think it's a funny name for a porno. I bet. Uh, um, I bet that that is that, that. I bet that exists. It's already somewhere. a thing. Oh yeah. Almost Let me definitely. see. If, let's see what Google has to say real quick about big dick ape. 
Um, I, I my Google image search results are already. Uh, this is. I'm not going to image. This is it. just going to be Harambe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't autocomplete, which is nice. Um, so the first result uh, is this monkey being an absolute dick on Reddit. And there's some stuff I don't want to read. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it looks like. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's mostly just regular porn. Cool. With uh, the features above average dick. Good deal. No ass camp. Um, so anywho, there's a fight. Yes. Uh, Cyclops blasts him, but doesn't have very much of an effect. Blobful throws Wolverine at Cyclops, knocks him out, but also knocks off Cyclops' visor, Uh-oh. and Rogue takes a little sip. Yes, Rogue, Rogue shows up. Sip. She has followed them in. Um, I guess she just followed them to watch them change into their uniforms from their high school, <laughs> and then just followed <laughs> yep. them from there to, like, how Rogue is here is beyond the fucking pale, but whatever. Uh, she she absorbs a little bit of Sykes' power and uh, none of his control issues because she's able to just blast with her yep. eyes regardless. Um, Bob gets even even madder and throws a filing cabinet at Jean, who who catches it with her TK. So he just picks up like even something bigger at this point. And yeah, uh, Rogue sh- Rogue is like there and starts blasting them, and then calls him a Yahoo, which seems like a real weak insult <laughs> from the goth of the group. Yeah, <laughs> Yahoo. She's she's too southern. She's southern first, goth second. Uh, apparently, <laughs> that's a bad um, that's a bad priority system, Rogue. Get your shit together. Um, and and she's like, you know, do you know what my power is? And and he's like, and, and she's like, my power is your power. Does these like really good dodges like blob like throws like four or five punches and she like matrix dodges him and then taps him to steal his power and then like drop kicks him and then blast him in the air into a <laughs> landfill where he and where are they again? Like if they're close to a landfill, yeah. fucking a, <laughs> um, but he lands in this, this uh, filth, which is what he loves to roll around in. Yep. And uh, all these seagulls are walking around doing seagulls. Like, Stop laughing at me. And I'm like, this is like really a comedy beat for this, uh, you know, this, this weird misery won't take no for an answer. Nice guy, you know, um, not all blobs, Gary. So, not all blobs, not all blobs. Apparently. Yeah. Hashtag. I watched the, uh, um, I watched the not all men episode of the new twilight zone series. There's, they have an episode called not all men. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. it was, it's pretty good. That season, that whole season's pretty fucking good. So, I uh, I have not watched it yet, but mm-hmm. I would like to. I only watch one TV show at a time. You and um, yeah, you and course. Will were joking about like a haunted podcast, I think, or something. Uh, and they actually yeah. did that episode. Like Adam Scott, uh, plays a character who gets on a plane and finds an MP3 player and starts listening to the podcast on the MP3 player, and it's somebody narrating the events that happened, um, leading up to the plane that he's on crashing. Um, oh interesting and it was it was actually pretty good it was it was it was the guy that they got for the podcast was um dan carlin from a hardcore history so like <laughs> that's pretty great so it's like a probably yeah. a podcast voice that almost anybody listened to a podcast would recognize it was it was really interesting so mm-hmm. anyway we have to finish this episode so uh rogue gives cyclops his visor back and then like runs off uh wolverine's like don't chase her she's not ready for us yet and kitty says oh well we t- we like totally owe her one and then it's credits and we, yeah we, we are finished with this episode well the, they talk a little bit about how like she's on the bad side but like she helped us out she does a big solid mm-hmm. you know like they're setting up rogue and i think that's one of the cool like you know in, as opposed to in the comics when she's just like i'm an evil mutant no i'm not like I think that this this high school is actually a really great way to do that transition, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, and it's a good episode. I just don't feel like any of the sympathy stuff with Blob works. No, I don't. I you mean, know? and I don't even know if they were trying to go for sympathy. Like it, it seemed at the first you could interpret it that way, but like he 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 does a heel turn so fucking fast that I don't I don't necessarily yeah. think he was. Like I don't think that they were ever expected us to feel bad for this dude. Like even at, at, I think they probably were writing this guy so that everybody would laugh at the giant goofus, right? And then oh, he turns real super bad, and now we hate him. Like I think that was as deep as this yeah. thing this thing got. I mean, maybe I I tend to think that usually like you know the 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 kid who is bullied a lot and laughed at is generally a, a figure of sympathy, you know, in in things. But I think I could see this being a thing where like. And who knows? We will never know what's in the writer's hearts. Right. But like them playing with the idea of doing the trope that like, oh, you know, because this came out in like 2000 or whatever um, in kind of less woke times. And I wonder if it just wasn't the idea of like grabbing a, like a lady and being like, you're going to have to go on a date from, with me. Didn't feel quite as gross because I remember seeing plots and things like that in cartoons and in sitcoms and shit in the 90s. Right. Like. Um, I heard there's like a, there's like uh, like it was always a cart like there were like cartoon cavemen who would like knock out women and grab them by their hair and take them back to their caves and they weren't treated as heroic but it also wasn't treated as like Weinstein esque problematic mm-hmm. in the way that it feels now, you know. So I'm just kind of curious. I imagine this feels a little different than it did at the time it came out. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that they but, were. I mean, in my mind, they were just trying to make this dude as villainous as possible. Like they are, they're really laying it on thick for Avalanche and for this guy and for presumably all of the you know, like they do with Quicksilver in the next episode. Like that dude is so, yeah, Quicksilver definitely comes off pretty bad, but Toad didn't, you know. And then like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. So, <laughs> like they just kept talking about how bad that dude smelled. <laughs> like he, <laughs> he's well, he's fucking awful. But I just the idea of him just being like the poor kid who like. You know, I don't know. Maybe this is my own sympathy. Like, it's 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 weird to me if the show is just like, hey, the poor kids who get made fun of a lot are actually just evil. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like, that's weird to me. Like, I guess that's maybe what I'm reacting to, because usually the message of anything is like kids aren't inherently bad. You know, they just have bad upbringings or people treat them like shit or whatever. Like that is like the, are- the fundamental flaw in this show's like chosen way to adapt these stories is that like every time they introduce a villain, it's like this kid was a villain from when he was 13. Like he's just a yeah. shitty person. He didn't make these decisions. Like, <laughs> like, no, yeah, well, and that's, that's, that's exactly what I'm picking up on. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. It, it's also, it's, it's fucking around a little bit with the idea of like mystique corrupting them too. Like there's this idea, you know, mystique and Magneto have to have some kind of influence, but no, it's just the good kids go gravitate towards the good guys and the bad kids gravitate towards the bad guys and it's not like xavier is teaching them to be good and it's not like mystique is teaching them to be evil it's just some kids are good and some kids are evil this is you know it's it's weird i feel like i just said this on this podcast but like it's really like the stand in the in the book because either Mm. you're the person you're the survivor that gets the mother abigail dreams and you go to Mm -hmm. the good side or you get the the randall flag dreams and you go to the bad side in vegas and you have horrible you have a horrible time about it like that's it like that's how we survive the apocalypse right like you have yeah someone gives you a dream and if you look up to be have the black democrat dream then you're in the good side that's it that's it (laughs) that's all it is yeah yeah it's just sorting people into uh the literal sorting hat is there's just two and uh it's just you know one of them is kind of like a nice hat and the other one's like one of those uh dr seuss juggalo top hats 
You know? Oh God. Yeah. So, yeah. Ugh. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just kind of weird. I, I, th- I know that these kids don't turn, you know, there's some shade that's brought to them later, mm-hmm. you know? So maybe that's something that will kind of, will develop. Yeah. Um, the next episode I think is called speed and spike. Did I not put it in there? Um, uh, it doesn't look like it. Oh, but I think that's the name of it. Um, and this is directed by Gary Graham, uh, written by Rick Unger and Bob forward. Uh, when storm's nephew, Evan Daniels is discovered to have mutant powers. He is reluctant to join the team. It's very terse. But that does happen. Yes, it is called Speed and Spike. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is going to introduce Spike, who is a character that was created for this TV show. Um, mm-hmm. And he's also going to be running up against Speed, a.k.a. Quilksilver, who is a yep. enormous douchebag, and I kind of hate him in this episode all over. Like, I just don't. I, I'm. Oof. Yeah. He's, he's a real jerk. I'm, I'm way into. Uh, I love Quicksilver in, uh, in media. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I love Quicksilver in the comics and stuff. Um, he's always supposed to be arrogant. I think they just make him too much of an asshole in this. Like he, the arrogance is there, you know, which is a classic. But he's supposed to be kind of haughty, and he, there's no, uh, there's no haughtiness in this. I think. Yeah, and which he's is kind of the, the issue, and they, and they're definitely like villain coding him pretty, pretty rough, uh, at the, even from the very beginning. So like we know that yeah. he's not going to end up on the good guy team because he's doing all of the bad stuff. Um, yeah. We start out at a high school basketball game. Uh, th- I have a note in here for the music playing. I didn't pull a sample. I'll uh, if I I'll, I might try to do that, but it's it's like very bad Fresh Prince of Bel Air music almost. <laughs> like it's like that mm-hmm. kind of like hey we we've got some white people in t- on some eight oh eights. Let let's make a beat everybody. Yep. <laughs> and it's not the cool white guys that have been listening to this one since they were thirteen. Like it's all of the nope. it's all of the white guys that have been. It's Brian Wilson trying to make a rap like, to, to yeah. make a throwback. <laughs> like it's that guy's producer. <laughs> We can get John Bryan to come here and do some hip hop, uh, and that's that's what we got. Um, yeah, well, they have to establish it because they have to establish the urban flair because of basketball. Of course, Jerry. they did that in the it's uh, an urban sport. Do you remember the X Men fighting game we covered for Abject Suffering? When I guessed oh, it yeah. on Abject Suffering, and that's like they were literally playing basketball on one level, and like they played the the weird urban hip hop music, and I'm like, come on, guys, <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so we have one kid who misses a layup. Uh, Storm is in the crowd and she's getting very excited about the game. Um, she cheers on her nephew, Evan, as he makes the last second shot and we go into slow motion. Uh, he gets knocked over and as the ball drops, can we, go real quick. Yeah. Can we talk? Cause they did this in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the slow-mo effects in this and how they suck yeah. really badly? Uh, it's very, uh, it, beca- it turned, it's like the frame rate frame frame rate is dipping mm-hmm. is, is what it seems like. Like it turns into this weird, like slideshow effect uh when they do slow-mo like they they just cut frames yeah so it just becomes unanimated and it does not look good it's very bad um looking. yeah yeah um, um i just like it happened in the last episode too kind of randomly um here though it makes sense because it's a dramatic moment yes the, the no. game-winning shot uh as the as the ball drops through the net we call that a brick no we don't what do they call that a, a goal what's a brick in basketball do you know is that where you, mm. if you're throwing up bricks does that mean you're you're missing the goal Certainly do not recall. Yeah. <laughs> How many goals Certainly are on a basketball not. court, Gary? <laughs> Let's see. You know, I don't, I don't. This, <laughs> is, this is us getting into some real, so people who think that just me and Cole who don't know sports, this, this is great because people are going to be, I mean, I guess, you know, soccer, but like if, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cause people get, sometimes people get actually legitimately very mad at me and Cole about sports stuff. Oh really? Which is very funny. Yeah. It, it usually happens on Abbott suffering and they just like, you know, usually if people are going to get mad at us, it's because we talk about politics or religion. But every once in a while, someone will be like, God, you guys got to fucking stop talking about sports. You don't know anything about it. And I'm like, 
no one ever claimed to. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's what makes it, it funny. <laughs> when you're... Yeah, you get this a comedy show, right? Like this is the uh, you know we're not trying to educate anybody about sports. I had the idea a long time ago for a podcast, which was just I would never do any research, and me and Cole would explain the rules of a sport. That's kind of what that, that's the bit one. that I was I was about to go into is asking you a bunch of questions yeah. about the rules of basketball and see if you even got close to I, any of them. I think there's seven people on a team. Okay. Um, I think that uh, they don't really have positions. They just kind of run. You know, everybody tries to get into the. <laughs> you're either on defense or on offense, and everybody's going for okay. it. Okay. Um, and uh, you you can't touch each other. I tell you what, I will. I'm gonna. You keep going. I'm gonna stop you as soon as you get something okay. right. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you can't touch each other, right? No. You, you, there's, there's contact. You can touch each other. You can touch. Mm-hmm. You touch each other. Um. You uh. <laughs> get secure, right? Is it? It's a. Uh, is it two points per per goal? Um. That's partially right because there is there is a okay. three point line. So if you there's a three pointer mm-hmm. you can do, and then you also get those uh those free throws. Mm-hmm. which are worth one point right that's that's true and, uh, I'll, I'll get you that I'll, I'll give you that one thank you mm-hmm. i did it <laughs> i was hoping that would go for a lot longer <laughs> no no i i uh and then sometimes if one person is really bad they become a horse once they spell it out yeah yeah that's yeah yeah uh, that's on the streets yeah, that's, that's the not rules. professional they don't yeah. let, they don't let, they don't oh, let okay. yeah they don't let horse transformation happen on the nba anymore yeah <laughs> nobody becomes an equisapien after the Sorry uh to dunk on you after, but um after, <laughs> after the great horse stampede of 1996 uh, when, when the entire yeah. team of the yeah. chicago bulls the turned into horses the entire <laughs> created the chicago fire not the soccer team but the uh the great chicago fire as all the bulls turned into horses yep well they used to be bulls i the uh yeah boy, um, basketball though it's the game that everybody loves to throw the ball. Um, so that's happening here. More important than him making the game-winning shot though is his power activates, mm-hmm. which uh, are bone spikes that come out, and this is fucking disgusting. Like nobody like when Marrow, who has this power basically in the comics, does this stuff. They they got a lot of use out of how it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point later, Quicksilver just straight up touches one of these things, and I'm like, gross, dude. Yeah absolutely like why are you doing um and he he scrapes across the floor he like creates this huge groove in the floor and nobody cares i was like oh he's outed as a mutant and again i need to remember (laughs) no one cares about that in this show like it's so weird to me to watch x-men media where nobody cares that mutants are mutants in public it's every single time it happens it's surprising to me when um when we first started talking about doing this series, or I, th- I think even earlier than that, even when we were saying like, oh, like we may do this in the future, I was like, well, like I'm I'm in an X Men zone, like I want to go and watch some of this and see if it's good. So for somehow I watched this episode first, so this was my first exposure to okay. evolution, and and seeing this part, I was very confused. I was like, why is nobody giving a shit that this dude just fucked up the basketball floor with spikes growing out of his arm? Like nobody seems yeah. to care. Like I, I expected Storm to like fill the place up with fog or some shit to hide yeah, his yeah, identity, distract everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's gonna strike the basketball goal the, with lightning and blow up, blow it or something. Like I just figured that there would be I mean, yeah nobody gives a shit so okay I guess I don't either they just implied Xavier just scooting along behind everybody erasing their minds constantly again we talked about amnesia high before but like that's basically what has to be happening you know um so the uh he he fucks up the floor but everyone's just very happy they got the shot um yeah. we get the intro uh thing and they're in the locker room. The uh, white-haired kitty is playing against, uh, who is is Quicksilver, um, confronts him and says, "Like, hey, I let you have that shot. I'm sick of 
hide my light under a bushel to make idiots like you look good. Yeah, and just and I'm to, like, okay, you're a huge dick. Just to make a correction, he was on their right now. They're on the same team. Later, they'll be playing against each oh, other. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's the yeah. re- Quicksilver is jealous because this dude's getting all of the attention. Um, yeah, and he's the one who passed him the ball. Yeah, so he passed Spike the ball to make the goal. Um, Storm shows up, and Storm just walked into the boys' locker room in this high school. Fuck it. Um, I want, yeah, I want to talk about that for a second too, because I don't understand. Dude, I'm from Africa. <laughs> this is might as well be a unisex bathroom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all y'all. <laughs> I, I, I find this, this whole thing very strange. Like I just wanted it to cut over to like pyro, like in his, you know, with his dong hanging out and being like, Oh shit, mate. And then like running into the shower because storm <laughs> just walked in, uh, to see, you know, it's just, it's very weird that she comes in the locker room. This whole scene's real weird because she's like, you know, Hey, like we noticed that the whole that no one else noticed, but I noticed that you know that big groove you put in the floor. He's like, I have it under control. He sneezes and he like literally, you know, like when Dick Tracy like uses a machine gun to draw around somebody, mm-hmm. like and draw an outline around him. He does that with his spikes and almost just kills Storm. Yeah, almost fills uh, her with kind of, weird, dirty bone spears. Yeah, like oh, gives her all of the the diseases in his body, like any kind of like cold. You know, instantly as soon as you touch one of somebody's bones. You know, um, so just like, you know, and she's just like, hmm, oh, in control. Hmm. I'm like, man, you just almost died. Stop yeah, it. This dude uh, almost sharded bones all over you and you seem pretty <laughs> chill about it. Yeah, shard shard, man. <laughs> he sharded <laughs> some shards. <laughs> over the shard shards. Um, it's fucking disgusting. Uh, and this, uh, can we make dad, shard storms- shards the title? Like, will we get in trouble on iTunes? I don't know what the line is on Apple podcast. I, <laughs> it's pretty gross. I think it might make some people not listen. That's uh, fine. That's fine. But, I don't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> I'm having too good of a time right now. <laughs> well, this is also something too. that. So this is the fact that this is, uh, it cuts over to, uh, storm talk, storm, uh, spikes dad, who is storm's brother. Yeah. What like, the, the fuck? Fact that storm has this nephew. Like storm's got a brother now. So that's weird. Did she, um, does this come up in the comics at all? I don't remember it, her. No, like, no. I remember like all her think, family was, was back in the homeland. Right. Yeah. And she has that, she has that uh, adopted that godson in the, the, who's a speedster in the animated yeah, yeah. series. In the animated series. In, in the comics though, I don't think so. Weirdly enough, we um, had a whole debate about, we, we had a conversation about basketball cause I couldn't figure out if that was Michael Jordan's number or if that was, uh, like an actual, <laughs> um, I think it was David Beckham's number. Like we had a whole thing about that in that episode. Oh, whether well, it was, yeah, soccer, the, mm. the two sports I know the most about. Um, <laughs> how many players are on a soccer team, Gary? Twelve. <laughs> You're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Actually, I think there's a really? I think there's eleven. Um, oh, okay. But you were close. I'll, I'll hey, give you that, credit. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's really Honestly, good. Like I'm pretty excited about that. Like uh, <laughs> I'm pretty excited. I randomly guessed <laughs> a dozen men on the field. <laughs> oh yeah, good job, man. Uh, um, if you catch any of the women's World Cup games, that the women's World Cup is happening right now, um, mm-hmm. and and try catching those games. They usually come on around four o'clock your time on like Fox Sports or whatever. Like you should have like just a you can just stream them or whatever uh the women play mm. amazingly like the the ladies mm. especially the u.s women's team are fucking badasses so oh. it's a it's a fun game That's to watch cool. anyway i'm sorry no no it's okay um we uh i will take you to a series of intolerable soccer bars when you come visit me <laughs> you're gonna be you're, so. you're gonna be the one feeling intolerable when i'm like no let's just stay here i'm having a great time <laughs> yeah just, just like hang out here and like eat the eat like it's uh, none of them have good food in portland None of the soccer bar things. Like it's like you go in there, like because it's like oh, I just I guess I'll just eat some like shitty bar food. Yeah, and it's the loudest place in the world. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, that's a bummer. Um, yeah. The uh, so uh, Spike's uh dad is there. He's making some steaks. 
Mm-hmm. He's like really, really into the game. He's like, oh, that's such a good game. And Spike's being very casual. Like Storm's like, this is this is so weird. This scene happens right now. Like they couldn't have finished this conversation in the fucking locker room. They have to go to another night because like she's like, hey, come to Xavier. He's like, I don't want to go to Xavier. I have it under control. And she literally says, remember the locker room. And I'm like, you guys were just fucking there. What do you mean? Remember the locker room? That scene just <laughs> took place. That was like, like that was that was. Like, do you remember where you were before we drove here? And if not, yeah. like well, we have to have another conversation about getting you to school. <laughs> like if this was supposed to be a time lapse or something, that's where you want to cut in on a B plot. Yeah, you no, know, or something no, like no. that. Uh, but this this episode doesn't really have a B plot. Like it's it's kind of weirdly structured. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just it's very weird. Like remember that? Like of course he fucking remembers that. It just happens. Um. And uh, she's like, "Well, I'll talk to your parents." And he says, oh, "Please, you don't even have to do that. Uh, wait until tomorrow." And she's like, "Okay." Um. So the next day, um, Spike, who only has the one outfit, uh, has yep. dressed in the same clothes, uh, opens his locker and finds out that he was robbed. Someone. Well, the, the other thing cash. that happened, Xavier, at some point, uh, text oh, mind right. text Storm. That's right, that's right. And says they'll go with Plan B with the nephew, which is ominous. Anne says, did you see anybody else exhibiting powers? Because there's another mutant in the in the game, but I couldn't pinpoint them. And I'm like, Cerebro is worthless. I, mean, I was about to say, what? Like, who are they paying? What are they paying Cerebro? And why is it not another SUV? Like, just... <laughs> <laughs> this hand crank, like, you know, uh, homemade Cerebro they have. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, Storm says, you know, she might know who the other mutant is. Uh, the next day, uh, Spike is wearing those clothes. He opens his locker and he finds out he's robbed, as you mentioned. Yep. Um, Quicksilver shows up and says, like, oh, hey, if you want to catch the guy robbing you, you'll need some bait and, like, hands him, like, some money. And the way, at this point, like, every once in a while, Spike says the word man at the end of the sentence. And it's like, man? Like, it's almost like a weird Jamaican thing, but, like, Jamaica via Canada somehow? Like, it's like trying to tell a Canadian. The the rest of his accent is not... It's plain. Like, he just sounds like like just like a teenager, but, like, it's this weird emphasis on... Did you pick this up, too, or am I just off in my own little world right now? Um, I I noticed it a little bit, yeah. So, I noticed his voice is very strange in general uh, for this. Like, he's got kind of a weird affectation to his voice. Um, And this is, I think, what I was probably picking up on. I dislike it. Also, this whole concept of like, if you're going to catch the robber, you're going to need some bait. Here's $300 is very weird to me as an idea. Cause like, you know, if you're going to catch like a way the rob a robber works is not like, okay, robbers like money. If I have more money, the, the robber might come try to rob me again. I'm going to like ambush them. Like what is their plan? I don't it's know. very strange to me. <laughs> I don't think, you know, they're not like bears attracted to honey. You know, I don't, I don't understand what this like, Oh, he'll just know that I have my, he'll sniff it on me. You know, it's weird. It, and of it, course, like, the, you know, Quicksilver knows something that he doesn't know. But the fact that Spike is like, all right, this makes sense is dumb. And then we go from there to a uh, a little, like, almost an intervention type setup with uh, Storm, Cyclops, Gene, um, along with Spike and his parents. Uh, basically just saying, like, hey, you need to come to the school because you have crazy, terrifying and gross powers. And we need to train we need to train you how to use them. And Spike is just like being like, fuck that. Like, I don't want to end up like you. Like, what? what is your weird power? It points to Cyclops. And Cyclops is like, I, I can't really talk about that right in front of Gene. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not, it's not indoor power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and he just he just storms yeah. off and his parents like apologize. But of course, like, but they're not going to do anything. And then in one of my favorite scenes yep. in this episode, Spike <laughs> decides to sneak out of his house by jumping out of his second floor window with his skateboard and just skates yeah. the fuck off. In a, like, hell yeah, dude. Okay, fine. I'm, now you're now you're finally making sense to me. 
If I could have done this at your age, I would have. I think that it's uh, Xavier or somebody who's just kind of like detects him. like he's getting on a skateboard and then it just cuts over to the skateboarding scene of him skating out the window, which is very funny. Uh, And the way they they cannot draw a skateboard. So it looks like it's not a hoverboard. Yeah. In this series, like it looks like it's off the ground all the time. There's no sense of impact or anything like that. It definitely looks like a hoverboard in a way that makes me wish they had just given him a hoverboard. (laughs) I mean, fuck it. Like, (laughs) Why not? Fuck it. (laughs) Yeah. At this point, fuck it. Serious fuck it. Um, so he goes to the school. He's trying to find the robber. Like, okay. Uh, he spikes up because he didn't get them. And this whirlwind appears of books and shit like that. Uh, knocks all the lockers, starts spinning things around. It turns out this is Quicksilver, uh, who's in a super villain outfit already. Um, super dorky. And he's the one who's been robbing people for kicks. Yeah, man. I just so. like to rob because it makes me feel something inside. You know what I'm saying? You're like a big man. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is where Spike's like, oh, yeah, I got powers. And what Spike does is somehow he can make these spikes into poles that are taller than he is, which has really disturbing implications for like the fact that these are like bone. Uh, and then sets up like sets him, puts him himself in a little cage, mm-hmm. which then like Quicksilver kind of like fingers one of these spikes. He just kind of like runs his finger up and he's like, oh, yeah, you got this. Well, I can do I can take care of that. And then just grabs the 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 poles, like grabs the the bamboo fence that he set up bone boo uh fence and then just like spins those around i prefer like, bambone thank you very much bambone bambone <laughs> oh ram a lamb a bam bambone bambone it is just it's it's a really lifeless and dumb confrontation scene yeah i don't like anything here like yeah it, it's like it's just it's silly like i don't really understand what spike thought was going to happen and i think it's gross that he can like shoot a bunch of uh you know uh uh like bone st- staffs that are that big i think that's gross and uh quicksilver who is like showing a level of planning that i have not seen in the show so far has arranged for the cops to show up while spike is here like investigating the robbery and of course it looks like spike is the one um robbing the place and because he's black he immediately gets taken to jail uh where uh this not his parents but storm cyclops and gene shows up and gene's like i know you didn't do it but hey if you come to school with us xavier will mind fuck everybody here and you can just get off (laughs) us got free yeah in other words sign over your life and we'll let you go yeah yeah exactly and he literally says it's not like i have a choice Good job, everybody. So, Good job. What are the chances this uh, jail is just the danger room? Have we talked? Have we, this, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every time a kid goes to the detention, it's just it's, like it's just holographic. Yeah. It's like, just the danger room, and Xavier's at the controls. That's what happens every single time. The whole thing is a psyop. Like Quicksilver is a figment of his imagination. God, how um, how deep does this great. go? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, yeah. So we well, go to a hundred Xavier's on a plane. <laughs> it goes as deep as it needs to. Uh, um, we go to breakfast where uh, all yep. of our, our team regulars are hanging out. Um, there's, there's this weird moment where Wolverine is asking for sausages and Gene like hands them to her with their TK and he like stabs them with the his, music. Yeah. It's, it's really, yeah. it's just, it's a bizarre scene of like relating around these sausages. And I'm like, does this happen every day? Like, is this every yeah, it, fucking it, day that Wolverine's demanding that teenagers hand him a sausage? I mean, probably. And then Jean uses, like has the spooky TK music as she hands it. And then uh nightcrawler 
tries to teleport and steal one as a little comedy moment. It's like, hey, just pass. And Wolverine says a little rhyme that I think might be a Canadian thing where he's like, uh, I can't remember what it is. Like, if you ask, then I'll pass or something like that. Like, he says a weird little, like, you know, euphemism. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or not euphemism. <laughs> little saying. Uh, it's very weird and just kind of like, I don't know. St- stop showing off your powers. You guys live together. Ask, pass, or, or, or cash. Breakfast. Nobody rides for free. <laughs> <laughs> Ask, Ask, pass, or cash. Excuse me, Logan, sir? The, uh, the idea of all these people eating breakfast with Logan every morning is really fun to me, though. Oh, yeah. And whenever Logan puts his claws in food, I think that's very funny and unsanitary and disgusting. Yeah, you just, oh. again, we, going back to that... Um, I think it was, was it the Christmas episode or when he's sneaking yeah. into the Hellfire Club and Thanksgiving he's, or, yeah, or Thanksgiving episode where he's yeah. just, just taking chunks of that fucking turkey leg off. Jesus turkey, Christ. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. I'm glad that's back. I'd like, I'd watch an entire episode of just how Wolverine eats. You know, we should, we should talk about that because we got added on Twitter a couple of times and I had a couple of people DM me about it, but apparently that original team has gone, that made X-Men the animated series has gone to Disney and been like, Hey, since you guys own, own this again, like, let's do another cartoon. Why don't you let us pick up where we left off? Which is fucking bonkers. And I'm so here for it. (laughs) Well, see, I mean, I, I really, the, my main question with those dudes is like, do you remember where you left off? Because... Where You Left Off uh, featured Jubilee's fairy tale theater <laughs> and the episode about the Mayans who worship Apocalypse mm-hmm. while Beast takes Jubilee to. Like, have you guys seen the fifth season of your cartoon? Because I have. Savior, uh, Savior, doesn't Savior get into a spaceship and leave at the, in the last episode? Yeah, Savior's yeah. dying and he goes to the Shi'ar. Like, I mean, I would, like, sincerely, like, that would be the thing that pushes me over on that Disney streaming service. You know, which I have thought about anyway because it's like I'm interested in those new Marvel shows, but this would that would be fucking amazing like even if it was shitty like i would be like man this is i'm happy i lived to see this dumbass thing happen because i it's hard for me to imagine it being super good it might be nostalgic and fun it would look cheap though i bet i I, bet you they wouldn't like i definitely i definitely don't want it to be good gary i want to make sure i'm very clear about this (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i don't think it could be good i i don't know part of me wants to like because they did have all those production problems in season five like what if they didn't have those maybe it would have been better but like i don't know i don't know man it's it's like i said i don't want it to be good um also that disney thing is only like five bucks a month so i feel like that's that's you know with all of the marvel stuff on there i just i have to do it so yeah i i likely will too and also it's disney so they're they're gonna they own fox that's how i'm gonna get simpson stuff yeah Mm -hmm. so i no longer have to do the uh bullshit simpsons world (laughs) crap well i was trying that's what i was trying to do with fucking cable they're like we can give you business blaster plus for 130 dollars. i'm like fuck your business blaster plus i don't need that like you can you can increase your speeds like my seeds are fucking fine i want to watch one channel <laughs> i just want I all of the simpsons for bed, you fucking asshole <laughs> like why are you like this like why are you like this cable tv um um so anywho xavier's talking about how he has enrolled spike at babel high school and wants him to join the basketball team uh for some reason spike is like on the balcony and this uh, on the second floor and just listening to all of this and is getting super mad about it. Uh, yeah. and I don't know why, like they're all like everyone's saying nice things about spike and it's like, Oh, I hope he fits in well. And Xavier's like, I hope he joins the basketball team. And Wolverine's like, I want to touch his penis. And then like, nobody, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to, <laughs> like nobody said anything. Like, everyone is, 
they they are like dividing this teen up like it's a, a somebody who just died and they need to harvest his organs before <laughs> they die. So, yeah, maybe so. Um, yeah. We go over to the school where our delinquents are all outside the principal's office, which is Avalanche, Toad, and uh, the Blob. They're waiting to see the principal, who is currently talking to Magneto, who wants her to recruit Quicksilver for like reasons. I guess. Like I know he's. So even in the son. even in the movies, he's very very impressed with speedsters. <laughs> but well, it's I mean I think that it's it's it, I mean this could be back in comics continuity. This could be a son. Oh sure sure you know? yeah. I just wanted to mention that yeah. that moment where he sees that chick yeah. move fast and he's like, mm, nice. <laughs> yeah, that, that does happen. <laughs> he's just like, mm, what can you do? <laughs> um, yeah. The uh, so he's he's way, way into this. It'd be interesting if it was his son. It'd yeah. Be a cool place for the plot to go because people tend to paper over that. Uh, it I, you know remember when we talked about apocalypse and we thought oh maybe the quicksilver magneto thing would get resolved in, in dark phoenix remember that yeah the, uh, so the uh the movies decided just not to do anything with it the entire time so fucking, maybe the cartoon will yeah, um yeah. i kind of like because quicksilver gets all of like six lines in that fucking movie yeah yeah, yeah. and i thought they were leading up to do a big quicksilver like set piece and then they they pull you the rug they just kind of don't do yeah, it which yeah which i actually kind of dug like as, as somebody who did not like the the one in apocalypse i was I was very done yeah. with that anyway, so I was glad we didn't have to go through another, like, you know, what's-his-name thinks he's funny. Um, anyway. Yeah. In the cartoon, uh, I, I very much like this, like, noir Magneto they've got going on right here. Like, obviously, like, yeah. the voice actor is great, um, but he's, like, he's just in the dark and in the shadows, and I'm really glad that he's not, like, right up front. I feel like as soon as we see him in all of his magenta glory, like, I'm going to immediately lose a bunch of respect for him. But right now, I'm having a great time with Magneto. Yeah. Yep, I want to see him actually get into things. Mm-hmm. I want to see him, like, actually, I want the plan to be revealed. Like, this is the first, I mean, we talked about this in the last episode. I think that the one thing about this season is doing an entire season of getting the team together, like, and not knowing anyone's motivations or anything like that does kind of hurt the show a little bit. Yeah. Like, I, I actually like both these episodes. This one is worse than the the last one, but they've been fun. Like, these have been fun watches. I just want to get to some big picture stuff. Yeah. Pretty badly. Cool. Um. So uh, Spike's in the danger room, which they've changed into a Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk level. Fuck yeah, gamer. <laughs> I'm here for this. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's very funny that it's just like, okay, we know you're going to be fighting crime. We assume you're going to do it on your skateboard. Yeah, you're definitely, I mean, like the skateboard <laughs> is your superpower. And he's like, no, it's the bones. And Xavier's like, like on, with his finger on the temple, no, it's your skateboard. It's like, oh it, shit, it, it's it my hoops. skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that. It's funny because all this, there's tons of ecstatics DNA in this because ecstatics had Spike. And had a character named El Guapo, whose superpower was a skateboard. Dope. I don't know if you ever read that comic, uh, but it's it's pretty is pretty fun. Um, the uh, so Gene is throwing while he's skating. Gene is throwing bowling balls at him, and Scott's shooting at him, uh, which he dodges and eventually gets knocked off. Uh, Wolverine helps him up, and uh, you know Kitty says like, "Hey, uh, the coach wants him at the at school to play a basketball game against his last school uh, right now." <laughs> he hasn't even like in the it like they haven't even shown us him going to this school yet he hasn't gone to class yeah <laughs> it's just like this is this is a lot like fucking uh like recruitment for basketball you know like where they like will be really shady and underhanded i can't remember what that movie is about there's that documentary about it oh gear you know? please tell me more about um, basketball recruitment I'm, I'm here for what you so think is happening in the, the nation right yeah, now tell me uh <laughs> Well, they, 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 this is real, though. There's a movie about it where it's like it's kind of underhanded. Like people will go and try to recruit for college basketball teams and uh, they will uh, offer like students like these huge, ridiculous packages, even though they're not good students, to get them on the basketball team. Like I know, I know a thing or two a thing about 
a thing or two about high school or uh, college sports, how that works from working in like universities and shit. Like I've seen budget lines and, and things for this stuff. Yeah. LSU just and uh, I've had, like, lost a basketball coach because it's because of corruption like this, him bribing. Yeah. It's, it sucks, stuff. man. Yeah. Like I used to work in the advising office and people would come, uh, students would have academic advisors, which were their advisors who would um, tell them to do them homework. Major. <laughs> you should do yeah, all of yeah, your yeah, homework. Exactly. <laughs> we try to where the student part, but they would also have an athletics advisor whose job and i shit you not like as far as i could tell their only job was to come and plead with academic advisors to get them to like bypass classes and shit it's like they had a professional like advocate to try to stop them from having to do schoolwork so they could play well on the sports team so the university got more money like it was pretty grotesque yeah uh, and that is what has happened here. That's what happened to Spike. And if and if you combine that, or anything, at, at least Spike gets paid in cars. Like a lot in the real world, these, exactly. these players don't get paid anything. So they get paid in like carpal tunnel syndrome and arthritis and like blowing out their knees at twenty three. Like you, um, you, know? you you have to think about how fucked up it is that the NCAA is so committed to not paying these kids and to not giving them any money that they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're just not going to have let EA do a game about it. Like that was one of the most yeah. successful franchises of all time. Like it was a sports game that people would buy every year because it was exciting. They did a good job with it. And they were like, no, we're just going to leave millions of dollars on the table. We would rather not earn millions of dollars than allow these kids to earn a single dollar. Like it's super fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Super fucked. <clears throat> oh. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so I, I know it's something about that front to me. upon like, I know, no, I know that part. I didn't have a I chance know, to like, uh, break in. I was going to ask if you knew any rules to bowling because Gene was throwing bowling balls at the guy, but I, we, we just ran yeah, past it. I know it. there's a turkey involved. Yep. Like a turkey thing mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's correct. And 300 is the best game you can get. You can roll a perfect game. It's 300. And you have to get all strikes. And you go into a weird overtime. Like in basketball or in a bowling ball. I'm going to stop you when you get something wrong, Gary. Keep going. (laughs) Well, yeah, as opposed to getting right, I'm growing. (laughs) I'm getting better. Uh, I think you you get a bonus. The way you get 300 points, even though, because a strike is worth extra points. And once you get the, the, you do your 10 rounds or what have you of bowling. And if you do a strikes the whole time, you get three little bonus rounds. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. I think that's correct. And then uh, if you get all those, I don't know how it ends up adding up to 300 rather than 130. That's like the one thing I don't know. Well, I mean, because it's not like a strike is worth 30 points. You need, you need to go to scoring school to, to really get into all the details of that. So we we don't have time for that in this this X-Men podcast. Yeah. It's like one of those, whenever those places they teach you how to be a tattoo artist, they also probably have scoring school. Yeah. yeah. It's bowling, it's bowling school. It's uh, tattoo artist school and it's, um, getting ordained as a minister. Like that's, yeah, exactly. You get a three for one one special. One big, (laughs) in an unmarked building in the industrial district. Um, the, uh, so he has to go to an emergency basketball game. Um, outside spike and Quicksilver kind of talk trash about each other. Uh, and they get into a little bit of a fight. Quicksilver shows up and, uh, or Cyclops shows up. Quicksilver throws him to the ground and he's like, yeah, I'm the one who trashed the school. Fuck it. Uh, Spike chases Quicksilver as he runs away, but has to stop to do a basketball game. Like it's a little bit confusing here. The action. Well, he, um, um he, they're coming while out of the, running the basketball game and he has to change into his X-Men uniform that he already has. Oh, yeah, like yeah. it's really fucking weird yeah. when people show up with their uniforms or not. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Quicksilver, when he's running down the street, blows a bunch of windows and flips a bunch of cars and shit. So, yeah. And Cyclops yeah. and Jean show up, and they are also in uniform. Again, high school basketball team wearing your X-Men uniform. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Um, 
Quicksilver runs by again and it's kind of like taunting them and, and being a sarcastic asshole. And Cyclops tells Jean, like, hey, he's not going to be able to run away if his feet aren't touching the ground. So uh, Jean lifts him in the air and tells Scott, like, oh, I'm not going to be able to hold this very long. And then <laughs> Quicksilver says, hold on to this, baby. It's twister time. <laughs> 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 which is which is the classic as everybody knows that's the next man fan that's the, that's the classic tw- quicksilver catchphrase yeah yeah mm. yep uh yeah it's it's his, his main thing it's it's it was on under every issue of x factor yep like under the logo it said hold on to this baby it's twister time and then when he actually had a a, a baby with crystal of the inhumans when the doctor pulled the baby out of crystal the doctor said hold on to this baby it's twister time. And it was a nice little callback. He said it in like a sad voice. Quick, the, um, Quicksilver said, is the baby alive? I've had so yeah. many dead babies with this woman. I don't, what is I don't happening even, to me? You're getting your, this is literal it's torture. Fucking, it's Terrigen mist powers. Tell me if it's alive. Our genetics are like, so uh, fucked up, doctor. I told you not to fuck with me when this baby was delivered. Yeah. Have, that's why you don't have babies within humans. It's the only reason no we came to you. Don't mix. Otherwise, yeah. we just let Hank yeah. deliver it again. God, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. But fucking Chuckles over there always joking about babies being dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I say it's Twister time, sir, it's the umbilical cord is twisted. I'm very sorry. Oh, no. I'm sorry for the joke. <laughs> the, um... So uh, the X-Men are about to be kind of blown away by Twister time, but Cyclops manages to hit Quicksilver out of the air and Spike pins him against the wall with his uh, disgusting organic bone spikes. Mm-hmm. Um, Quicksilver's like, hey, you don't have proof that I robbed the joint. But Spike recorded him because it's like internal affairs now or something. Sure, why not? <laughs> okay. Okay, this catching the thief plot ended up actually being more important than you might think. Um, and uh, Quicksilver goes to jail, but is actually Magneto's uh, dangerous yes. mm-hmm. and uh yeah and so and he knows magneto and magneto wants him to do a job for him presumably clean his yeah. house with under, under five minutes they're <laughs> very fast mm-hmm. yeah yeah you get paid per hour not per per task maybe magneto's kink is just watching people do things faster than normal people like i wonder if he just has yeah. like like a special vcr that when you fast forward it just shows people moving like like you know how people listen to podcasts at two times the speed like maybe his yeah, maybe yeah. he just speeds up his porn and that's how he cranks one out every night yeah he does he does like uh speed asmr <laughs> exactly you know yes, yes. Yeah. speak to me um, quickly baby <laughs> yeah yeah i need to fold these envelopes at super speed who's the pervert that's listening to asmr podcast and it's like nope i need to get through these i gotta listen to them at two <laughs> speed <laughs> get through these. gotta find out what happens next yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have time to listen to this it could be calmly oh yeah. jesus um yeah. and they quicksilver agrees and they, they end up leaving together he uh opens the yep. you know he's the master of metal or whatever he opens the jail um and then this great little easter egg i love this like they're at the mansion they're doing pool time because you know I, I like how the, the the cartoons tend to do this kind of thing where they would have those in the claremont era they'd have those like baseball issues like where oh yeah, the, hanging out yeah. you're talking about it in the comics yeah 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 yeah, in the comics. Uh, and here they're doing it, and they play this uh, like different remix of the animated series theme. Yeah, I want to knock a little bit of, like, of, of that in here just for people to listen to it. But it's it's very like flamenco guitar version of X Men the animated series. And I looked I looked for this. Like I've I'm one of those people that like if I could find all of the background music for the animated series, I would buy it immediately. But you can't find any of that shit anymore. Um, you can get mm. you can get rips from it from the episodes, obviously. But it does all of it sounds terrible. I would love to have a full copy of this. It sounds so fucking chill yeah it's good i dig it um so yeah nice little nice little moment as everyone's having this uh 
this this fun fun pool time where Kurt di- dives in the water and knocks Kitty into it, uh, which happens. Mm-hmm. Xavier mm-hmm. says he's glad Spike's there. Spike jumps conservatively seventy feet into the air and does a cannonball, like from a standing jump. Yeah, I have no idea how this happened or what this is, mm-hmm. but he just like leaps in the air like fucking Superman, and then lands on Kitty's pool float with spikes and pops it. I mean, he says so, it's with Spike, but it could be. Could have been his big old donger that did it. You know what I'm saying? It, well, <laughs> I mean, I didn't consider that, but you're right. Um, the, the, um, I don't know why his erection true. is pointing straight down at a, at a cannonball, but you know, he's the X-Man. Who knows? <laughs> Make way for Spike. Um, yeah. The uh, And then the episode ends. And it's, it, you know, I don't know. Now that we talking about it made it feel worse in my head. Like when I was watching it, it was fine. And then like talking about it, it's like eh, kind of a shitty episode. The, I, I liked uh, the first one just fine. Yeah even though like blob is garbage, but I thought these were pretty fun. Like the pace of the show is good. Yeah. They, they, they move, so. they move plot pretty quickly. Um, I don't, I didn't like this one very much at all. I like the blob episode a lot better. This one, like I don't really care about spike and like none of the other X-Men got time to do X-Men things, which is what I'm here for. So like introducing yeah. this brand new person that's going to be like part of the X-Men and then has this like weird relationship with them from the start is, is, is very bizarre to me. And also it's like, Quicksilver just did not make any sense in this episode. Like it's just the dumbest shit ever. So I was, I was, I was, I'm kind of negative on this one, but I'm pretty positive on the uh, the main one. On the, on the other one, mm-hmm. yeah. They kind of I watched them together, so they kind of blurred for me. Sure, you yeah. know. But I, I agree. I think the Bob one's a little bit better. I, I think we have now introduced the teams. Like, is there Gambit? Like, shows up at some point. I know, but I don't know if that's the season. Um, we might be ready to start some plot. <laughs> So the next two episodes that we'll cover on this podcast, one is related to Forge. <laughs> what, so sorry, you you cut out there. What what is that? Uh, one is related to Forge, who is trapped in a different okay. universe, and one is related to Scott and Jean going on a geology club excursion. So okay, so okay, so no, we won't we won't be hitting the plot. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the middle verse, middle verse, yeah. So. Oh, and but it looks like uh, looking at the um the thing, it looks like it's about Kurt and Scott's friendship, that, which uh, I think sounds fun. Yeah, I, I could be down with um, that. I, I really like them in yeah. this episode, so or in these in this series yeah. so far. So I could be down with that. Um, it looks like the first episode where it's like actually doing some kind of plot stuff. They go to summer camp at some point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rogue, a Wolverine episode. Maybe the last, maybe it's the final two episodes of the season. Yeah. The Cauldron, part one and two might be what we get. Um, and then season two will be more, you know, the actual plot plot. Yeah. So, hopefully. Um, yeah, boy. Uh, episode 48, Spike makes his return having turned into an angry vigilante who protects Morlocks. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. See, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Fury of S.H.I.E.L.D. releases Bolivar Trask and orders him to build improved Sentinels. There we go. There we go. Like, That's what I'm it's, talking it's, about. <laughs> yeah, it's fourth season, but we're going to get there at some point. <laughs> like the, uh, there's also an episode uh, uh, in the fourth season called Cajun Spice. Ooh. Uh, so looking forward to that. yeah <laughs> looking forward to that oh um, good, good, yeah. good it contains the sentence the x-men notice rogue went missing great. <laughs> the notice <laughs> good job, doing X-Men. A, a lot of work <laughs> yeah <laughs> great job x-men <laughs> it's an x-men emergency um if uh, people like the show which they do jeremy they should go to patreon.com slash duck tv 
uh, and donate a little bit of cash and get some cool benefits like episodes of podcast early. Depending on what tier you are, you can get access to the Slack channel. You can get access to the bonfire side chat rekindled with a bunch of cool stuff about Sekiro and uh, various other brand new souls likes. Um, you can also get mm-hmm. the opportunity to suggest stuff for Cole and Gary to cover just all kinds of good stuff is over there. So do that. If you can't do that, uh, ratings and reviews go a long way or, um, even just telling all of your X-Men friends about this cool X-Men podcast. And don't tell them about any of the dirty stuff. Let them find that on its own and see no. if you can see because you know if they like it, you can trust them. <laughs> if, they, if they come back yeah, to you and say this is gross, exactly. they're secret Christians. Get out of here, secret Christians. Yeah, yeah they're scrolls. The uh, you know, so if they, if they show up and they're just like, hell yeah, like Spike popped an inner tube with his dick hole, uh, then, be, <laughs> then you know they're down. You know, yeah, they're down. And if they they're just like, I didn't really get it. Like all they did was talk about teenager wang and, and sports. And like, well. Yeah, I guess this is maybe maybe you should try Jay and Miles explaining the X Men. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just the, they, uh, seem, there's a, they seem very focused on the actual content that they're. There's, there's a more on topic version for sure. Um, you should also come to Duckfest yes. August 31st. Mm-hmm. Save the date. Keep an eye out for tickets. We'd love to see you. Oh, and uh, uh, we will be there. This is the first time we've recorded. Um, can I can I plug something real quick? Would you mind? Of course you can. Uh, me and Autumn have a an ongoing podcast now. It's called uh, yeah. Dead Blood Club. You can you can reach it at deadblood.club. Uh, you could go to iTunes or Google Play or wherever and type in Dead Blood Club. It's me and my wife, Autumn, um, who you've heard on Duck Feed before. She's on Radio Free Midworld quite a bit. Uh, but she is she and I are covering the interview or the vampire series from Anne Rice. We're starting with the interview with the vampire. Um, and we're we're doing the books. We're going to cover related material. I'm going to try to get Gary on to do some some comic book stuff because the the comic book adaptation is, as you might imagine, pretty hilarious. Uh, but also, we're going to be... keep me in mind for that movie. Oh yeah, I have a lot of affection for interview for it with a vampire. The movie. Oh, not not so. Queen of the Damned with Aaliyah. You're, you're going to go with. I have not <laughs> seen Queen of the Damned, but I would be willing to watch it for you, dude. That so it's it's a it's an experience. Let me tell you, <laughs> the Queen of the Damned. It sounds like a ride. Like it the is Queen of the Damned experience now at Universal Studios. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you like if you like me that, that this you know that that's going to be a podcast you like. And Autumn's way better than I am at everything. So come listen to that Dead Blood Club. Uh. Or just keep listening to this podcast and go to daysandfuturedass.com and uh, send us your contact. No, don't send us your contact information. Send us your thoughts and feelings about X-Men Evolutions. And when we do our feedback episodes at the end of each season, we will read them out loud. And come to DuckFest and uh, be good until you see us next time. And uh, Umbasa. Um Umfucking Basa.